Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. Independent thoughts. Independent life. This is Chad Benson. According to the New York Times, Vindman testified the document released by the White House did not include comments from the president that there were recordings of... I don't even care anymore. I've been talking about this all day. I'm going to talk more about it later. Here's the thing with impeachment. It's going to happen at some point in time. They'll decide in the Senate. There's so much misinformation, silliness, half-ass information. I get bored with it at this point in time because it's time for us to move on and get to, to the part where they actually have a trial and open hearings and things of that nature. We'll touch on it a little bit later. I want to move on, though, because tomorrow is the day that I love maybe more than any. Halloween in studio right now. Couple guys hanging out here, but also somebody else who I recognized from a movie way back when. Tamara Glenn is here. She was in Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, chasing around you and Tina and Rachel. What was that about, huh? Man, that was some fun. And do you believe... Wait, first, let me just hang on a minute. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on the show. I am. This is my first trip to Phoenix, and this is absolutely amazing. I am so excited to be here. Yeah, you're here. You're going to be signing for the next couple of days. You're going to be at Spooky Swirls, our friends that are here. The couple of the owners are here right now. So I've met one portion of, of the owners, and they were so amazing. My family and everything was like the most incredible thing. And I'm telling people, go out to this. this you're like, it's a cupcake shop about horror. The memorabilia alone is worth it. The food? Oh, man, that's a topper. And you're going to be signing for the next couple days. Man, that's awesome. Though. You were in a movie that is, I mean, in a series that's iconic. Michael Myers chased you around. He did indeed. And how just phenomenal that um, this past October the 13th uh, was the 30th year anniversary for the theatrical release of Halloween 5. Who was your Michael Myers? My Michael Myers was Don Shanks. Was he a nice guy? He was, yes, indeed he was. He also, um, his his resume is very extensive. He also did a lot of work on Grizzly Adams and um, many other TV shows and, and feature films. But um, uh, we did, the interesting thing about Don being our Michael Myers was that um, he was a, a stuntman. Um, and he was a weapons expert, so to speak, because on H5, we actually used real weapons. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That is cool. That's yeah. great. I love but it. But I'm here. I... My head is still on, and I'm still in one piece. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say something about, you know, Brandon Lee. But whatever. We're not going to go there, kids. Womp, womp. So, uh, Spooky Swirls, but you guys are amazing. You guys must just be booming uh, right about now. So, we got the owner. So, introduce yourself, guys. Uh, I am James Azrael. I'm Ernesto Lavina. And yeah, we are the other half of of Spooky Swirls that, that weren't there before. So yeah. I, one of you looks very much into <laughs> horror. The other one looks like you're an investor, uh, which is kind of the way I feel about it, which is totally cool because there's nothing wrong with making so money. So he's the guy in the horror. I'm the horror guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm, yeah. So I don't think so because I see who you got on your shirt there. Oh, okay. So, so this is awesome. You, you've got uh, her there. You guys are amazing coming out and what you did with my family and the cake that was just the most incredible alien popping out of the chest cake. It was the most amazing Aww. thing. It is incredible. When you went in there, I tell, tell people, it is not – you're going into a museum of real 
yeah. horror memorabilia, stuff that you recognize. You're like, oh, yeah. my God, that's a real alien head yeah. from Aliens. That's amazing. Yeah, Absolutely. thank you. Thank you. And that's what we want is that reaction, like, to realize that this stuff is real. It's it's surreal to – I'm saying real too much, but <laughs> it, it is surreal to see that in person when you've – Loved it all your life. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And the food you brought us cupcakes. We got Samantha yeah. cakes. Is this what it's are? Yeah, they're called Red Sammies. Red Sammies because yes. in the movie you played Samantha. Samantha Thomas. That's and right. Look at these sweet little red velvet, gluten free. Right. Yeah, everything's got that right. Everything in the bakery is gluten free. And I'm just ready to just just gnaw at <laughs> it. Gnaw at it. <laughs> so here you are. You did this movie. You were young, right? Like you're like you're into this thing. You're like, oh my god, this is sure. going to be great. And you know, it, it it's you're it's you're iconic. I've seen you, you go to horror cons and all of these kind right, of things. Right, right. You have uh, uh, my friend C.J. Graham. He played. I think he was. In, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know C.J. Yeah, he was right, in. Uh, right. He played uh, Jason. Awesome. In, yeah. in a couple movies, and it, it, it's just it's isn't it awesome though to think because you're associated with something. That is something that is like, it's iconic here in, 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 in our world. It is. It is beyond belief. Um, and it's the cool thing about being able to go out and, and do personal appearances and conventions and so on and so forth is that it's so generational. Because you have, I mean, you have the grandparents, the, the, their, you know, kids. And then you have the little, I mean, the like, you know, 11, 12, 13 year olds. So it's like it's multi-generational for these families to come out. So awesome. And I think that's what makes it so, so, so special. I love it. That, you know, when you go out, you're not only just meeting, you know, individuals that you're, I mean, the whole family's coming out to see you because, I mean, they grew up with us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. And then to be able to, you know, go to conventions, go fly out and um, and be, you know, with, with fellow peers and cast members and, you know, even those rival other franchises, you know, like, you know, the 13th and like Freddy's Nightmares, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's the most amazing, surreal. I mean, it's beyond words. Absolutely. It really is. Absolutely. That's uh, Tamara Glenn. She's going to be at Spooky Swirls. We're going to keep her through the next break and talk to her about what she's got going on. What's going on at Spooky Swirls? It's Halloween time. Want to have a little fun? Becky, are we having fun or are we having fun? We are having so much fun. I'm no. hungry and I'm scared and all those things rolled into one. Well, and, so. and the thing is, and your daughter is an actress and she yeah. is trying to, to crack it. And horror is usually where a lot of people get there. Yeah, she's done her fair share. <laughs> trust yeah. me. So, so awesome. So we got a lot of questions to ask because you know what, kids, we'll, we'll talk later about all the other stuff. We're going to get into it. Don't you worry. But this right here, this is fun, and we need a little fun and a little smile. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Straight ahead, more with Tamara Glenn and the guys from Spooky Swirls. Chad Benson Show, KTR News. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. What we do, I love having fun guys from spooky swirls are here Tamara glenn is here she was in a movie uh it was a movie you know michael myers chasing her around uh part five how awesome is that you're here for an appearance at spooky swirls for the next couple of days we were just talking about some of the people we know and i know cj who is a uh who played jason i think in a couple of them. he's played in a bunch of other stuff and kane hoder and stuff like that who of course is probably uh, of all the monsters you know guys he may be the most famous. Most well-known. Yeah. yeah, but it is uh, – you, you're telling me – so you played in this movie below those many years ago. You're going around. Fans recognize you. How awesome is – and again, you know, you, you, you have rivalries, right? You have Friday 13th, right, a little right. bit different. And we were talking today about monsters because what everybody's favorite horror movie is. But 
you know, Michael is iconic and he's still booming. Jason had a little resurgent. But, you know, when you look at Freddie, Freddie was the first one to talk and was kind of weird. And, you know, it's like, hey, this guy's not like he's, he's kind of weird. He's talking to us. But Michael still is just right. He's Michael the man. has right, right. And it's really cool. It's so um, it's even more exciting because of um, the Halloween's, the new ones yeah. that are back. And so this this new um, these new ones that are being rebooted um the first in this next in this last yeah, set with was, Jamie Lee with Jamie Lee coming back of course um was it had a theatrical release last October killed massive yeah, yeah. killed the box office yeah. i mean how cool is this and they've got they i saw a picture of her a couple of weeks ago cuz they just started filming yes, again yes. and they're going to film them back to back right right uh halloween continues i think it's halloween ends so when you did this, though, you thought, yeah, you know, you've kind of become, would you say, like, you know, a little bit of a scream queen? Because I think for somebody like Jamie Lee, she kind of wanted to, I want to do other things. I want to get away from it. But in the end, it's what made her. Right. And you didn't mind that. You know, it's Halloween 5 was my first feature film. And, I mean, I was just a little girl from a small town in Arkansas. And, I, you know, I was doing walk-on roles like, you know, Knott's Landing, Miami Vice, Huge you know, Miami Vice, you know, by the way. Yeah, that little show called Miami Vice with that little actor called, you know, Don Johnson, you know, <laughs> back in the good old days. But um, yeah, so, you know, it was really cool because my mom had exposed me to horror at a young age. And I saw the original Halloween when I was 10. So when I got the Solid call... Solid parenting right there. Yeah, I, my, t- my mom was the coolest. May she rest in peace. But I was, you know, and I always had this just natural, just fascination with horror. And um, so anyways... I was packing to actually leave to go do Miami Vice when I got the call um, from my agent that I had an audition for Halloween 5. So I run over to the casting office, I get my sides, and I go home and I'm studying, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm leaving for Miami tomorrow. So fast forward ahead, I am on the set of Miami Vice. It's shooting the last episode ever. It's the show finale. Six uh, highest rated finale right, in history right, right. of television. And the, the free fall was... Yeah. Um, the title. So I'm in Miami on set with Don and Philip Michael. I get the call from my agent that I have booked Halloween five and I'm 20 years old at the time. So I'm just like, okay guys, it's been real. Y'all have done great. I'm so grateful that you brought me to Miami, but y'all, I want to go play with Michael Myers. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> I could not wait to get to Did Salt you, Lake City. Uh, and we're talking to Tamara Glenn, who was in uh, Halloween 5, Avenger Michael Myers, and she's going to be out at Spooky Swirls, and you got to check them out there in Chandler, uh, North Alma School Road. It's amazing, and we'll, we'll touch on that in a second. When you did the movie, there you are. You're having fun. You're doing all of these kind of things, and, and you're making memories and stuff. Did you go that first night? Did you go see yourself in a movie theater? I always wondered that. I touched a couple friends who are big actors. So when it was released... October the 13th, 1989. And that's not telling my age now at all. So, um, yes, so it was uh, myself, Daniel Harris, and uh, some of the crew members. We went to the theater in Studio City, and we watched the movie. We How did. cool is that? And it was, it was pretty... Um, Mind-blowing. <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So we got the two guys here that are uh, part owners of Spooky Swirls, came in from Chicago. Introduce yourself again, guys, and, and let's talk about the, the museum there. Oh, excellent. I'm James Azrael. And I'm Ernesto Avina. So you guys put this together. You wanted a museum. They wanted a bakery. Yeah. You guys are both 
you love horror and you love props. All four of us do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. and you're into that, and yeah. so that's why it's not just a bakery; it's a museum for you know sci-fi and horror props, and there are all kinds of stuff. And you said you're going to switch it out in December. In December. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I think the second week of December. So coming up to uh, we're doing a toy drive on December 14th, so it's going to coincide with that. So so yeah. let's talk about some of the, the the props you guys have. What are, what's the thing there that you guys just look at and go, that is just the most amazing thing. All of it? Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all amazing, but there's always that one thing. Because when I saw the alien head, I'm like, yeah. well, this is a, there's a predator. Hey, it's a win. Even yeah. I see things that James has in his collection, and they are amazing. And what's so cool is that it's just also like just movie, theatrical, cinematic. Um, just it's right there in front of you, and you're like, it's it's like you're in candy. It's like you're a little kid in candy yeah. store. Going, oh my gosh, I remember that. And so it's so educational, and it's fun for the whole family. Yeah. It's, it is. It what is, was your you first know. piece you bought? My very first piece was barbed wire from Jeepers Creepers. Oh, I love Jeepers yeah. Creepers. And it's still one of my favorite things what ever. A great movie, right? Because I throw it at people. Great, great movie, Jeepers Creepers. And what about you? What's your favorite piece? What's your first uh, thing? My, you think you're like, this is, I'm hooked. The first piece that I got was, um, I believe it was Will Ferrell's uh, date suit from the movie Elf, which isn't necessarily horror, yeah. but, you know, it's Christmassy, but... um. That was my first major piece. One of my favorite pieces now that I just recently acquired was uh, John Wick's uh, hero gun from uh, John Wick Chapter 2. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, And spoiler alert, that's going to be in the uh, turnover. In the the new turnover. You guys got to get out there. It's amazing. Spooky Swirls. You're going to be there for two days starting tomorrow. Come out. Check it out. Get yourself some cupcakes. Get ready for the the festive season that is Halloween. Uh, Tamara Glenn and the guys from Spooky Swirls. Tell everybody where they can uh, come out and see her. Or should I? Because you guys uh, probably don't know the address. <laughs> 3029 North Alma School Road. Look at you. Yeah. Look at yeah. you with the big I've, brain and stuff. I've, I've used it a couple times. Fantastic. Thank you guys so much. Halloween oh, is awesome. Thank you for having not us. Happy Halloween, Halloween fine, everyone. Check it out. Tamara Glenn and the thank guys. Thank you for having us. You're so very welcome. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. All right, we'll talk some other stuff now. It is the Chad Benson Show. It's Arizona's news station. <laughs> Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Got that sniffling, sneezing, stuffy head thing going on? Time for your daily dose of vitamin chat. When inflation is running a little too cool, that we could see a little more wage gains out there and a little more um, actual underlying heat in the economy. Heat. Diane Swank. She gets it. Who's she? Big economist. Why? Because the economy matters. 1.9% GDP. We could talk about impeachment all day, man. There's a ton of stuff we could talk about. Who's going to impeach this? We're going to do this. We're going to remove from that. Blah, 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 blah. We've talked about it at nauseum. We'll talk about it a little bit later. In the end, Trump's biggest friend or foe will be the economy. I'm going to say that again, and I will throw it down. The biggest friend or foe for the President of the United States for term two is not Adam Schiff. It is not Nancy Pelosi. It is not Mitch McConnell or Lindsey Graham. It is the economy. If the economy guess what? People are more apt to go, eh, I'm going to change you at the ballot box. If the economy stays good, If the economy stays warm or hot, unemployment down, what happens? People are less apt 
to get off the Trump train or any train at all where they feel like if I get off, there's a chance that this may go south. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. Not saying there is. I'm just saying there's a chance that this could go south. So we're going to leave it as it is. That's the reality of the world we live in. We're still a pocketbook society. Trump is a known. It's annoying, yes. The battling back and forth, the soap opera, all that stuff, yada, yada, yada. But he is a known quantity, and he seems to be pretty good for the economy. Whether you say it's all Obama or it's everybody but Trump, whatever it is, we're going to hold him accountable, so he's got to get the credit. If things even slow down to the point where people aren't sure what's going to happen, they're also going to look on the other side and say, well, what's this person going to do for the economy? You have a lot of people are saying, I'm going to come, I'm going to take your money, I'm going to give it to other people, but don't worry, it's going to be okay because I'm going to tax the hell out of you. Uh, Do you have a plan for that? Bernie Sanders was asked about his, because he's talked about the fact that he's going to have to raise taxes to pay for the Medicare for all. They asked him about his plan. Now, you're asking me to come up with an exact detailed plan of how, you know, every American, how much you're going to pay more, how much I'm going to pay. I don't think I have to do that right now. Yeah. People are wanting to know, Bernie. I'm wanting to know. I've heard everything from VAT, which is value-added tax, that could be as high as 42%, which is insane. Could you imagine that? To pay for this? What that means is... Every good you buy would have a 42% tax on it, and I'm pretty sure state and and city taxes were probably going to want to keep theirs, right? So is that added? I mean, I don't even know how that works. 42 cents. So if you bought something for 100 bucks, in theory, it's $142 with taxes. And if some states say, no, we want our cut too, it could be... You know, California's got 5% here, 10% there. Arizona, depending on what city you're in, the whole night. I mean, every state and every city and municipality across the country is going to have something different. I've also heard it's you buy into Medicare, $7,500 per person per year. You're a family of four. You're telling me I've got to pay $30,000. But you have no copays. Really? The unknown is far scarier than the known. Taxing us into prosperity won't work, and running at something that, while on the face of it sounds great, everybody's getting health care, nobody's getting to pay for it, somebody's going to have to pay for it. Somebody's going to have to pay for it, and that somebody is you, it is me, it is the rich, it is the middle class, it is the poor, it is the middle class again, it is the middle class again, it is the middle class again. That's how they do it in Europe. The economy will be his best friend or worst enemy, and most likely his best friend when it comes to what's going to take place next year. I do not believe he's going to be beached. We talked about it earlier. I don't think it's going to happen. In saying that, you never know. But based on everything I've seen at this moment in time, does it move the needle? Could you imagine if you have a family of four and you have to pay that? I mean... Is that insane? How do you afford that? Well, you're already paying what? What? You're paying 200 bucks a check, 300 bucks a check? That ain't 30 grand a year. That's a lot of money. If you had to pay two, three thousand dollars a month, but I don't have to worry because you don't have co pays. Okay. Thanks. 
Sounds exciting. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Feel free to tweet at me. Love hearing from every single one of you. I will tell you what. Boeing's got some serious issues. It didn't get better today. It didn't. Uh, That plane is still flying around here in the United States. Boeing is, let me tell you something. It is, you know, two days in a row, the CEO's been there. Somebody said today you need to resign. Can't believe how much money you make. You'll hear that a lot, you know, uh, across the board. How dare you, a CEO, make this kind of money? He's going to walk himself. Right, the the CEO of Boeing has to walk himself and this company through what I believe is going to be a decade that is lost. A decade that is lost. Think about that for a second. They're going to lose a decade. They're going to have to rebuild trust, but on top of all of that stuff, they're going to have to do. On top of all of that, the amount of money they're going to lose. Because nobody really wants to what? Buy these airplanes and these operating systems that they put together. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real thing. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. I love it. it. They always do that. Everybody does that. Hey, you're a CEO and you're making... Well, the buck stops with you. Right? So I get that. Buck stops with you. You should have the right and chance to make things right. But, the, you know, CEOs, whether, it, it, you know, you go and look at the Oxycontin and all of this stuff and Purdue Farm and all these people that are talking about their payouts and how much money they got and they should be giving this back and how dare they. At the same time, some of these people, have uh, they get paid what they get paid because it is tough finding some of these people. You think just walk in there today. It's like, I got this all on black. You don't. It's tough. I know several CEOs of very big companies. And let me tell you something. It is, uh, it is not what you think. It's not in at nine and out at two every single day. It's not. There's a lot of stuff. And there's a lot of politicking going on that you never see. And there's a lot of other things planning for the future. And you want to give them the chance to make it right. And Boeing's got a lot to answer for on top of that. So does the FAA. They have a ton to answer for. Right, Just like the FDA. How much did you guys really know about OxyContin? What did you guys know what was going on? I think as we talk about all these regulations we want to put into people's world and we're going to regulate this, that, and the other, you know what? The people who are regulating stuff, shouldn't you somewhat be held accountable? If you can be bought off or gamed because of politicians or putting pressure on you? Mm. It's a question's all the way around. 323-538-2423 at... Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Feel free to tweet at me. It is the Chad Benson Show, Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Chad Benson loves lemonade. No wonder his show is two parts tart to one part sweet. Time for a refill. Cheers. Is there evidence of the lunar hypothesis, the theory that suggests crimes and negative behaviors increase during a full moon? Hospital workers, firefighters, and police have wondered if they'll be busier on a full moon night. But a study done in three cities, Vallejo, California, Barrie, Ontario, and Irapuato, Mexico, compared the number of calls to police dispatchers and found no real difference in full moon and non-full moon nights. So if you're using the full moon as an excuse for your negative behaviors, try again. 
Uh-oh. What if you're a werewolf, though? That's the one thing they didn't ask that magical question is, what if you're a werewolf? Because werewolves, you guys are more susceptible to the lunar activities than, say, the average person, right? We're going to talk about it all night. Like, what is your go-to horror movie? I tell everybody, my movie, and we'll touch over the last the next couple of days, I love horror movies, and I'll talk tomorrow in particular about how I really got into the world of horror movies. And earlier we had you know Tamara Glenn on, who was, was in Halloween 5, and she's going to be at Spooky Swirls over the next couple of days signing autographs and stuff. But... To me, I just, I've always loved it. And I, and I have friends who are big time in the movie industry and television industry. Grew up in Southern California. I have a lot of friends who work in the industry and, you know, followed their parents into it and stuff. And they always tell me stuff like the hardest thing to do is, like, drama's easy to do. Very easy to do. But scaring people, really scaring people, maybe the toughest thing. It really, a genuine scare. And that's, uh, I've always been I'm a huge fan of horror movies. One of the, you know, I mean, and we'll count down like our top five or ten tomorrow. But you just go through, like I was talking about, like so I was listening to this, the horror wolf and the moon. I, I just remember, you know, was it Jim Baker, who was like one of the only special effects people you ever heard of in like the 70s and 80s. And, and he did American Werewolf in London. It was one of the best movies of all time. And the scene where David Naughton, who played David in the movie, uh, becomes the werewolf for the first time. And uh, he's in uh, the nurse's house that he's staying with, right? Christine Agatha is her name, an English actor. And uh, he turns into the wolf and his hands... Oh, my God, that's just such an amazing, amazing thing. I love that. Oh, my goodness, I love that. So great. I love Halloween. Spend a lot of money in Halloween, guys. I just want to let you guys know, we spend... A smidge, just a smidge, when it comes to to Halloween and the high cost of it. Trick or treat. You're probably going to spend a lot for Halloween and not just on the treats. Candy, kids' costumes, adult costumes, costume for your pet, a couple of decorations, a few other things. And together they would set you back more than $321 on average. Moneywise.com's Doug Whiteman says that white sheet you used to be a ghost probably won't cut it for the kids. The average cost for two kids' costumes is almost $50. And for the pet? About $11.50. And what's really scary? Thanksgiving's only a few weeks away. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Ah, I love it. We're going to talk later about uh, what uh, somebody in the Huffington Post says. Maybe it's time that we think about giving up candy for Halloween for the environment. No, that's scary. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Feel free to tweet at me. I love hearing from each and every single one of you. You text the program. You love, your hate, your Halloween fright. What's your scariest movie? It is the Chad Benson Show. It's Arizona's news station.